Welcome to Mystic Query Podcast, The Wise Guys, talking about Sopranos episode uh, 9 from season 1, Boca. This episode, Junior gets out of town for a bit with his girlfriend, who has been bragging about uh, Junior's skills at oral sex. <clears throat> also, we um, see Meadow's soccer team and their successful coach, but he gets brought down by some indiscretions. Also, Artie becomes a voice of reason for Tony. So I thought it was a good episode. Uh, I thought it was funny. Uh you see that soccer game, and yeah. then uh, out of nowhere, um, all the dads are hanging out with the coach right there on the bench, and, <laughs> you know, kind of a, it almost kind of recreationalizes the high school game, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of funny, like, you know, just because of who they are, they're, they're in the mix. Yeah. yeah Silvio's so like, kicking dust <laughs> yeah. at the ref. <laughs> Talking crap, cussing. Um I did, I, and we'll talk about this later in this, in this episode, but uh, I had my reservations on the coach immediately when uh, they showed him kind of make a, kind of like this plea to that one girl, like, come on. Like, you could tell there was something weird going on there. Yeah. It's like, come on. Come on, like, kind of a quiet, like, come on, you know, come on. Yeah. And I thought, when I saw that, I was like, something <clears> weird. That, 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 just, that just really weird to me and awkward, so yeah. I knew something would materialize later in the episode on that. Yeah, the, I mean, that whole storyline. So the, the dads are all pumped about the soccer team. They have this really good coach. He's coached D1 before. And seen, he's leading these girls to the playoffs. And Allie's, I guess, the star of the team. Um, and, but they, they soon find out he's accepted a job at a university. So they're all pissed that he's leaving because they, they want him around. Um, and then also Allie, this girl tries to slit her wrists and it comes out that she's had sex with the coach. They're in a sexual relationship and she's you know, depressed and just confused by the whole thing. I guess she has parents who are divorced and uh, all throughout this time before they find out <laughs> about the indiscretions the coach had with this player, you know, Tony and the capital, they're trying to, convince the coach to stay or strong arm him in a way. Yeah. They're dropping off like big screen TVs. Uh, they're sending him to the bada bing to get him a girl. Get him, <laughs> get him a girl, have drinks. So there's all these, th- these things that are kind of, they're trying to persuade the coach to stay. So that, but it soon turns into possible violence when they find out that this guy's kind of a creep, you know, and yeah. he's done this stuff to this, this young girl. And, um, you know, so the, the sentiment is that they're going to kill him. Yeah. And then it wasn't until it was uh, Artie, right? It was Artie that kind of <clears throat> didn't want to be involved in what's going on. But, you know, just because his, his, his daughter is in that team too, right? Yeah. His daughter's in that team and he just doesn't want any, any bad things to happen. Well, he's, I think at the first, at first he wants to kill the guy too. And it's Charmaine who keeps pestering 
already. Not, but she, I guess she kind of recalibrates them, you know, kind yeah. of, you know, sets them straight and says, you know, you don't want to get involved in this stuff. You know, you, you make one bad decision and it's over. You're in it. Yeah. Yeah. And at the, at the same time, <clears throat> Tony has been talking with Artie about trying to do a deal. I think he, he wants to, so Artie lost the restaurant. Right. And he's having to, to work at maybe lower scale restaurants. Doesn't get to maybe make the food that he wants. He's um, he's getting by, but maybe not not exactly the way he wants. Tony wants to help him out. I think give him a side deal, make some money with him. And and as of yet, Artie has said no. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And I think I think he's. Part of that, he, he, him on himself wanting to be clean, but also Charmaine, I think, is a, a strong uh, influence. Uh, right. And the guys make fun of him for it, about him being whipped, because uh, he's got to get home to help her paint and, and stuff like that. So I think they, they both are kind of a, a voice of morality, maybe, maybe more Charmaine. But, um, so while Tony's trying to talk him into doing some kind of deal make some money together um he has charmaine telling him to, to not do to not join in the criminal side of things and at first Artie, i think is down with killing his coach when he finds out but then kind of puts himself on the line when he goes to talk to tony yeah try I mean, and convince him don't do anything let the cops he basically cops kind of uh, he ends up being that moral compass for tony yeah um i mean whether Tony likes it or not, he knows what's good, what he wanted to do was bad. And, you know, Arthur already played that moral compass for Tony at that in the time that he needed it. And Tony's mad. And Tony's mad at Artie because, you know, he knows that Artie's right, but he's also mad at Artie because, you know, that's his first kind of feelings to be defensive. Because Artie's yeah. doing, almost like Artie's telling him, like, don't do this. Like, and no one tells him, him no. Yeah, giving him no. orders. Yeah. And so Tony's mad. And he kicks Artie out. He's like, you know, you're going to tell me how to run my business and do this and do that. So, but in, in the end of the episode, we find out that um, Tony didn't kill him. Yeah. And basically, you know, does the right thing and tells the cops on him. And they find him and arrest him. And at the very end, I, I kind of like the way it ended. And it ended with him being drunk and showing up home. But... He's happy because he's he did something right for a change. Yeah, is his <clears throat> so he goes out drinking and, and, and comes home drunk. Is that him happy, or that he that he did the right thing, kind of celebrating, or is it kind of drinking away his sorrows because he felt kind of neutered in this situation by uh, by giving up his power in a sense. Kind of feels neutered by Artie, giving him a moral guilt trip. Is he, is he drinking away this kind of feeling of powerlessness? I see what you're Did saying. Uh, I thought he was happy. I yeah. thought he was happy that he did something right. I also felt that, in a way, this might be a stretch, in a way he was happy that Artie took it upon himself to get involved somehow. Yeah. And get involved in the business. Because it almost, it was almost like, 
about a damn time that my buddy, my high school, my childhood buddies uh, involved somehow. Yeah. You know, because he could have just sat uh, once again on the sideline and said, hey, Tony will do whatever he wants, and that's it. And the fact that Artie got involved, it's almost like the evilness of Tony was coming out saying, I got him somehow. Yeah. I think the, the, when, I think it's Charmaine, she's talking to Artie, and they're arguing about, she, she wants him to stay away from Tony, not, she wants to end this, you know, the bribe, first there's the bribes to Coach Hauser, and then they're probably going to try and kill him. She wants to end all of that right. stuff, and she's trying to convince Artie of it, <clears throat> and Artie says, I've got no balls, or else I go kill him myself. And she said, no, you have balls. That's why you don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, you. So she's saying Artie is the real man by living a moral life, right. avoiding the gangster life. It's Tony that doesn't have balls because he won't do because he doesn't do the right thing. But that I think the the episode kind of plays with what's real manhood. Is it um, going out and killing everyone who who wrongs you or? In some sense, deserves it, deserves vengeance. Are you are you the real man by being the the source of vengeance, or are you the real man by you know being upright, moral? Turn this over to the cops. Well, if anything, Coach Hauser is not the real man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Junior now. Okay. Junior. Uh, so they show him in Boca with his girlfriend Bobby and you know they're having dinner and you know basically enjoying life outside of you know the mob kind of ties but uh, we reveal or Bobby reveals that she enjoys uh, Cunnilingus yeah from uh, from Junior he's really good he's really good <laughs> at what he does and Uncle Junior basically says keep a lid on it I don't want people knowing this stuff because, yeah. and what you said in response to manhood, um, he doesn't feel like a man if people knows that know that he does knows that he does this. Yeah, if you if you go down on her, you'll go down on anybody. Exactly is the I guess in the mafia world. Right, that's the the code. So Bobby kind of <laughs> pseudoly agrees that yeah I won't say anything, but then you know. It's too late. It's too late because what she said already, people have already known. Yeah. And then one of those people being Carmela. Yeah. Who <laughs> we can assume finds out from the, at the nail salon. Yeah. And ends up telling Tony. And Tony just, that, what a juicy tidbit that, you know, that Tony now knows because, oh God, just the interaction between Tony and Uncle Junior, that back and forth that you see at the golf course. Yeah, that was just uh, that was great writing. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Junior implying he knows about the psychiatrist. Tony implying he knows that he likes to go down. Yeah. On his girl. Even kind of him playfully reciting, you know, south of the border that song. That song yeah. and and uh, it, it was just it was a good scene. I loved it. Um, so then. Um, you know, Junior finds out that Tony knows them. And he's also affirmed the fact that Carmella makes a remark as well. Yeah. 
you know, they're, having, they're having dinner and then um, they talk about, oh, the trip to Boca. And then Junior says something to the effect of, oh, it was great to get down there for a bit. And then she's like, oh, I bet it was. <laughs> I heard you go down a lot. I heard you go down there a lot. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. So then when he finds out, um, he basically confronts Bobby and basically says, I told your ass I'm not to tell him you did. And then basically shoved a pie in her face. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because that's kind of a good callback to a, there's a, uh, a movie, an old, older movie, older games movie called The Public Enemy. Okay. With James Cagney. Okay, I didn't see and that. And the main character in that movie does that to his girlfriend out of disgust. Okay. She shoves a pie in her face. So that, I thought that was interesting too, because when I read about it, I was like, oh, okay. And I, I, I was searching online for that part um, and was able to see that part too where that character shoves a pie in, her, in that girlfriend's face. So it was a good kind of, just like an ode to that yeah. old, older kind of crime mob film. Yeah. Um, so then it kind of ends up, I think that was probably the last time we saw Junior in that episode, right? Where he shoved the pie in her face? Yeah, I think that might be the last scene. Oh no, I guess they go back to, um, um, Tony drunk at home. And I, I, I think Hauser, Coach Hauser getting arrested by the cops. There's, there's a few scenes after Junior breaks up with the, with Bobby, his girlfriend, and tells her to get out of town. Basically. Yeah, when Tony gets home drunk, he tells Carmelo, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't do anything, right? Yeah. Right, I didn't do anything. And I think that's also, too, why a little bit why he's happy. Why he's getting drunk. Because he, you know, things got, it was almost like he realized that even even killing him would probably be the easier way for Coach Hauser to, to, to go. Yeah. Because now he has to deal with the, like, the public kind of outcry of what he's up, what he's done. Yeah. The, maybe one of the biggest plot points going forward, the, um, so after, after golf, Junior's pissed off at Tony, um, and so is Palmisi, Mikey Palmisi, um, but Junior tells Palmisi about the psychiatrist. Yeah. And, and Mikey's not going to keep that a secret. I doubt it, yeah. No. And so when he told Mikey that, I mean, he was like, no shit. You know, like he's, something's going to come out, and that may be the beginning or the end of Uncle, Uncle Junior. Yeah. Yeah. And Mikey had been tailing uh, Tony. He even had, had people tailing Tony and thought he was talking to the feds because he would go to some medical center. Well, yeah. And then that, get, that, and that, get that, lost. And now that kind of, the puzzle, the puzzle now brought together because you know, all that makes sense because he was going to the psychiatrist. Yeah, and they even briefly mention maybe we should have him clipped. Right. Yeah. Right. Because automatically they're assuming he is telling everything about what he's doing to the psychiatrist. Yeah. So um, there's that to look forward to. Like you know, is something going to happen to Tony? Tony obviously going to find out about it and clip him or. Obviously, all, what I, one thing I also thought too is is something is should Doctor Melfi now be scared for her life? Mm-hmm. If they think Tony's telling her, yeah, everything. So that's one thing that I'm definitely gonna look forward to in the next episodes. 
Uh, I thought another thing I thought was interesting, kind of kind of funny, was when they before Meadow and her friends caught Allie cutting herself. They were sm- they were drinking forties. Yeah, they they were, they were <laughs> drinking forties in the woods. So I thought that was kind of funny, like kids back then what they do now and. Uh, it seems so uh, 90s for some reason. Oh, yeah, 40s <laughs> with the bag and everything. And like now it's like, I don't know, but liquor now, like, I don't know, but I thought that was kind of funny. It kind of reminded me of back to my high school days. Um, another thing I thought was interesting um, Uncle Junior, when he told Bobby, you know, I don't want you to tell nobody about this. Um, I mean, there was no, I, I had no confidence that she wasn't going to say anything. I mean, in fact, I mean, the face on the way she was talking and the way that, uh, that, uh, nail salon artist was like, oh, how are you down there with your man? And I'm sure he loved the Jewish like last time and all this and all that. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this girl told everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew that some crap was about to go down with that too. Yeah. And it's a crazy it seems like such a weird conception of manhood that it's that you should never go down on your woman. It seems silly that these Italians are so concerned about that. It's it seems like Junior's just way overreacting. But maybe in his world, that's if you have to maintain your your reputation. Sure. I guess in that world, it makes sense. I mean, could we say that it's also in in reference to? what they view the man's places in regards to being intimate. Like, man should never go down on the woman, but the woman should always go down on the man. Or yeah. even, even stuff to, like, in the past episode when they showed Tony with his, um, like, with his uh, affairs, his girlfriends, he's always lying down. You know, he's always receiving. And mm-hmm. He's always kind of just being the one that's being serviced. So... You don't serve others. Right. Yeah. Right, so I don't know, uh, that kind of chauvinistic ideology of how they feel a, a, a tough man should be should be known as. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think the, the question of manhood, like Charmaine says, Artie, he, Artie's the real man by living an upright life and not being involved in the, in the criminal side of things. And it's, it's, Unfortunately, it's kind of tough to see that because I think Artie doesn't come off as that manly throughout no. throughout this episode, throughout the series. He doesn't, you know, Tony is so aggressive and so powerful that it's easy to see his manliness. Junior, too, to an extent, any kind of mob boss. But as well, like Arthur, like Artie, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. You get tell when he's really bothered by something. And even if you want to get a step further, he's a, sh- a chef and he serves others. And yeah. that's his job is to serve others and to make sure people are happy. And, you know, so there's that aspect of that, too, where, you know, Tony's used to the one being served or the one that people cater to. You know, already his whole livelihood is catering to others. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I think Charmaine's right that he's a better man. But it's unfortunate that it's hard to see that, that that real manhood can be, can be not sexy, right? In the real world, sometimes, he's he's not the big tough guy, that's gonna 
and beat someone else up. Um, though, though in this episode, he is the one that, you know, no one's going to beat up Tony and change him that way. But actually, Artie does talk reason to him and change him. So there is a real admirable manhood in that. He stood up to Tony. No one else does that. No one else, no one else stands up to Tony, tells him, don't do this, or you should change. No one does that in Tony's life. Or very rarely. Maybe Junior. Junior can stand up to him as another, as another capo, but... You know, Silvio, Chris, they're not going to try and take on Tony directly. Whereas Artie, you know, so-called unmanly, kind of wimpy Artie does. But and he's able, again, able to change him. Artie and Artie is the only one that has that distinct and unique relationship with Tony that no one else has. Yeah, because they're mean, old friends. They're old friends since they were kids. And, you know, he, I mean, if anything... If you really want to like <clears throat> deep dive into it, Artie's probably the only one that really knows who Tony is and what he's probably gone through, and you know, kind of the inner workings of what Tony's gone through as a person growing up as a kid, and you know, even though he's not involved in the mob life, um, Artie kind of plays that role, that friend that kind of stabilizes Tony's outside life. Yeah, you know, because everybody's probably. Tony probably gets so tired of people just kind of being very careful what they say around him or people kind of avoiding him, whereas Ari's like just looks at him as a, a friend. I don't know. I mean, I was surprised, but I was pleasantly surprised that Ari kind of stepped up. Um, you know, but I'm glad that Tony didn't end up going through with it. Yeah. You know, that that, that, that coach kind of and deal with that the rest of his life. It's fucked up. So, what about music? What did you like about music? I liked, I, I know you have one, I think it's a Spanish song. That was a good one. Yeah, so that's, very, that's the one I like. It's called Frente a Frente uh, with, by Juan Gabriel. It was a song that was playing when Junior was dancing with Bobby at, at I guess at the resort at Boca Raton after they were having dinner. <laughs> yeah, uh, before they were gonna have some more conmigas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a great song. I love Juan Gabriel. Uh, great, great singer. Uh, excellent uh, Mexican crooner, and I, it's just a great song. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, if I. I'll, I'll probably pick something else to be different, but that, that's a great song, the, the Juan Gabriel. I liked uh, Morphine, the Morphine song, Buena. Yeah, I mean, talking about when grunge exploded in the early 90s, 
nationally. Yeah. Like, that's probably how entities are particularized. You know, this was around that, that time in that, that, in that scene when Carmella and Tony both show up and they're kind of smothering Allie, like, how are you doing? And everything. So it's almost like very obvious that they know what Allie did or, you know, or they, they know what's going on with Allie. Yeah. And Allie just kind of like, doesn't want to deal with it. I'm just here to hang out. You know, yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool song. I like that one as well. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think overall of the episode? It's a good one. I probably not one of my favorites. I of the ones we we've talked about recently. I probably like episode eight a little more. Um, I like the way episode eight played with notions of fame. I think this one kind of plays with notions of manhood mm-hmm. and what it means to be a man. So I I think it's interesting. Um, good episode. The, I think the big things going forward will be the continuing revelations about Tony going to the psychiatrist, how that plays out going forward. So, um, good episode. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I liked the back and forth between Junior and Tony at the golf course. I thought that was really cool. Um, I really liked, too, that the cards are now out on the table for both Junior and Tony. Tony knows his dirt. Junior knows his dirt. And it was just a matter of who's willing to kind of, you know, go all in and do what they got to do to kind of to preserve that secret. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, if Mikey knows as well, then there might be a big red X on him as well for the future coming up, especially since he's kind of uh, Uncle Junior's right-hand man. Um, I like it a lot. Um, I, could pro- I probably could have done without the soccer coach kind of involvement, um, but it, I guess it adds substance and it kind of, it was what was needed to kind of have Ari step up to Tony. Yeah. And so I, I, I see that aspect of it. Uh, overall, I thought it was okay. Uh, not not the best one of the season I've seen so far, but um, definitely not the worst one. I like, I like it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks.